I'm going to answer uh, some of you that did write it, respond either on Facebook or on um, Instagram to, I, I put up uh, last night, if you have questions that you want answered um, when we're live, then you can, then you can post them and you can take any of these. I'll just, I'm going to go out of order. I'm going to go out of order. Which party do you think is truly ready to defeat coronavirus and get us all back outside? Oh, you mean like outside where I could be enjoying myself, not having to wear a mask, not feeling that I'm going to contract this virus? Is that outside? I, mean, I didn't write it. <laughs> I, I think that's what they mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of, out, out of the indoors. Hmm. Yes. Without a mask, I would say. Uh, I don't think that that's... <laughs> It, it, oh, you know, I'm going to answer the question seriously. I definitely yeah. feel right. Sorry. I was just like, this is seems very rhetorical. But the Democratic Party right now, I think that they have a better plan um, in place to. They have a better plan to. Listen to science, like, first off, they respect science. They've been listening they're not they didn't do what the republicans did a few weeks ago i just want to take this back to the rnc i mean on white house grounds breaking laws and putting a number of people in one area not wearing masks did not take covid tests but they, but they, they didn't break any laws i'm no i'm saying breaking laws yes hatch act Oh, oh, okay. Yes, but yes. Stay on. We're not, I'm, I'm, all I'm coronavirus. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Coronavirus. Well, that still is with coronavirus. Bottom line is, I don't think that they have taken this virus seriously. Um, and right now, we really need to be trusting, like, the professionals, those who have, like, those who are really experienced. And so, for me, that is, like, one of the biggest things. Like, we're getting ready to go into the flu season and so I feel like we really need to have a plan in place and this isn't something to it's it's not something to laugh about and something to just act as if this isn't a serious matter like there have been people that have been dying and so for me I would say the Democratic Party and not only that because they really have tried to put together a plan to make sure that people and small like people small businesses that they've been protected and that we're going to get through this. So that'd be my answer. Yeah. I, it, I, I would say very quickly, I, I believe it is the party that doesn't have an individual that has made decisions based on politics rather than science. I would say the party that has not removed a reputable nationally recognized physician who is, I mean, he's a, Dr. Anthony Fauci is a, well, what is his title? What type of doctor is he? A epidemiologist, I believe. So like, like the country's like most, I don't know, successful, popular epidemiologist. Um, I'm going to check. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So it's like, <laughs> no, because he's been silenced and he's been silenced because he's acknowledges facts. Oh yeah. Anthony Fauci has said, oh, we could have had a better response we could have had a better response if we acted sooner. And like, so yeah, I would say, just to be quick and move on to the other questions, I would say the Democratic Party because I think they would allow science to dictate their decision-making and not politics. Uh, next question is, ooh, that's a big one. 
I'm gonna save that one because that's that might not be a quick one. Um, all right, ten minutes. So, how hard did you laugh when all those votes in the Trump parade sank this weekend? I so I didn't laugh. I I may have liked a few memes and uh, a few Twitter posts, but I didn't. I think it's sad. You're familiar, right, with the boats that sank, like eight of them? My brother showed me this. He Well, he talked to me about it. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't laugh. I think it's sad that you have such a – you have a figure that is able to influence, like, the masses so much so. I mean, you have people that are endangering themselves because I don't know if the waters were actually safe before they went out there. And I've heard him referred to even in, by folks in his inner circle as kind of this cult leader. And he really has that type of effect on people. He really is kind of a cult. So I didn't laugh. I, I didn't laugh when the boat sang in the Trump parade. I just thought it was sad. And I hope folks come to their senses. Um, really? I don't know if you had anything. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got a sports one. Hmm. Talk to me. Did Steve Nash deserve to get the Brooklyn Nets head coaching job? I don't know if you're familiar with. I'm, I'm gonna let you take that. There you go. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll talk you quick. So has a pot. He does a podcast segment with Alan Pals. I don't know when they're coming back. Al, I saw you were in here, so you actually, might want to. Yeah, so Al, it's it's not my show. This is Al Williams' show. I know. Alan I know. Powell's I'm show. saying he's a he's a guest panelist on there, but they cover. Sports, all things sports. So I'm going to let Cliff take this. So they're actually going back tomorrow. So oh, tomorrow, eight cool. o'clock central. If you're if you're interested, the Alan Powell show. You can find them on Facebook uh, and on YouTube. They'll be going eight o'clock central. I think that's six o'clock Pacific for us, and then for you, it'd be nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. So eight p.m. central tomorrow, Alan Powell show, and they'll probably talk about this. I imagine. But so my thought is this: Steve Nash has never coached at any level. He's never been a high school coach. He's never been a college coach. He's never been an assistant coach in the NBA. Oh, similar to what Trump's done, huh? That's telling you those four years are rubbed off, but go ahead. And you have available, brilliant, successful black coaches that had experience that have put in all of the work. And yet... For some reason, if black coaches experience any type of failure, whether they don't make the playoffs for two consecutive seasons or they have a star that is demanding a trade because they don't like the system, whatever it is, it it can be as innocuous as the team is sponsored by a company that they just can't jive with and they want. Whatever it is, black coaches don't have an opportunity to have a diminished performance for a season or two, whereas these white coaches continue to fail up. I mean, we're talking about failing season, losing season after losing season after losing season, and they continue to have the opportunity to get jobs. Whereas Mark Jackson, brilliant head coach, the the Golden State Warriors would not be who they are, but for Mark Jackson, why hasn't he had another coaching job since Golden State? Mm -hmm. Jason Kidd, not a head coach. Derek Fisher, although he had a kind of tenuous relationship he was coaching the Knicks that's a trash organization like I don't know why all of Brian Shaw why doesn't he Tyron Lue won a championship and he's so I'm talking it's not just one or two like if this is one or two people could say Cliff you're over you're a little oversensitive we're talking about almost a half a dozen 
black available coaches that have not had an opportunity. And Steve Nash, who's never – all these players, that I, these former players and people that I've named have been assistant coaches too and have been head coaches. Steve Nash, who's now supposed to be coaching two bona fide superstars, two champions in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they're going to have Steve Nash as their coach? When you had all of these other black coaches with real experience available, what is the reason for this? It's unacceptable in, in a league that has 90% of its athletes that are black. All right. Whoever wrote that, thank you. I think you did that on purpose to get me fired up. Exactly. I'm just oh, this is a short one. I'm going I'm to give you this one. Why is it? I, I'm going to curse, but I'm reading it. Why is American politics so shitty? That's the question. That's the whole question. Oh, that was the question. Yeah. Why is American why is why are American politics so shitty? I'm reading these. This isn't mine. I know. I, I mean, there's a. I mean, it's a few reasons. This, what it, for me, I think it's what people are willing to do just to be in power. And when they do have a sense of power, it's how they, how they're influenced and what they do with it. Yeah. Um, and because a lot of those things have not been corrected, this is where we are right now um, in terms of things taking, it, it, it taking so long to have bills passed, no, bi- no bipartisanship um, anymore. Um, the fact that they've been able to put some of the people in these positions and, and not being questioned. I mean, me and Cliff, we were talking about this yesterday, Steve King, um, someone who's, he, he's, I mean, luckily he was primary, but I mean, that man was in office for more than 20 years, I believe, serving in the United States Capitol was making comments about women, making comments about black people, about Muslim people, immigrants, I mean, all types of, all types of derogatory racist comments. And I mean, that's just, that's one, that's one element. But then it's again, like people being able to accept bribes in order for policies to be pushed. I mean, no one, there's only a, a little bit of pushback, you know, like fallout from that. But again, it's because these things have been built on corruption. So that's the short answer, I would say. So before I put up, before we answer the last questions, we got one more. Before we answer the last question, uh, I'm going to make, give a quick plug. To vote it. So I just want to remind people, time is running out to fill out your census. You have about two weeks left to be counted. Please make sure that you fill out the census. It's critical for funding for so many programs that I can't list them all on here in just your community. So like this, again, is something that can impact you directly. It's not just about uh, your representation in, in the house, which is super important, but also if you have, if there's, if there's kids in your neighborhood, right? Like programs in your community that funding is determined by you filling out the census. So do that. And obviously, and I, and I can name a few. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you haven't registered to vote, do that. Make sure you register to vote. If you've moved recently, 
Um, if you like, so if you have a change of address, if maybe even if you got married, you have a name change, whatever it is, make sure that you have updated records with the Secretary of State's office and update your registration so that you get your ballot on time and your ballot's going to be official. And we can talk next week about where to drop off your ballot to make sure that your ballot's going to be accepted and collected. Mm-hmm. So if you're on Facebook and you see the link that Cliff has put on here, vote.org, once you select your state and you put your address in, it will take you to a, um, it might take you to your state's pay, uh, state secretary of state, um, one of those websites where it's very state specific and it will outline then also for your district or your county where your county board of elections office is. So there have been some incidents where people, they might've sent their ballot in the mail. I would recommend to everyone that you actually go in person. Please take it in person and drop it off. Do not mail anything right now. It's so tight. Like right now you're already in that window of people have been sent mail, like people are requesting their absentee ballots. And then there's, so there's influx of absentee ballots going out and then people still trying to apply to vote. So just make sure that again, like you pay attention to these deadlines and like Cliff said, a lot of the requirements, um, because some people, they forget, like you do have to change your at, like if you've moved, don't, don't take any chances, just change, change everything. And in terms of the census, as Cliff said, a lot of programs, things that, um, a lot of the programs in our communities, the money is then brought in based on the census. So they can't use 10 year old data, which is why they do it every 10 years. So for now, like for the next 10 years, they're going to use the census data that they received in 2020. And so in terms of, um, let's see, roads, highways, we have public education. All of these dollars are then divested to different things throughout our community. So you really want to make sure that you are counted and you want to make sure your family members, like they've also completed it as well. So if you have moved, please fill that out. I don't know the answer to this question. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know if there are any programs to help collect ballots from rural areas? If you do, share that with the people. I think I know of one. I don't want to say that and be wrong. So, Grace, we will make sure that we share that. Cliff will let you know. I, I will talk to him offline about that. All right. And I can add it into the description on the YouTube uh, yeah. video afterwards. Also, to contact, oh, what I will say is one of the short answers is contact your local. So, Every state has a Democrat, like a, a state party. So con- I would say contact the Democratic Party for your state. And then also there's the, I believe it's Equal Justice Initiative or there, there's some other voter organization. So we'll, we'll let you know because there's a lot that are doing some work. Um, they are doing just that, like collecting ballots and they're also going to make sure that people have a way to go to the polls if they're unable for any reason not to send out a ballot or they don't feel comfortable doing that. There are people putting plans in place. Do we have another question? Okay. Oh, 
Oh, I see someone wrote a comment here. They said, we have volunteered to pick up ballots, but we don't have a great way to get the word out. So Tiana, I would suggest if you are doing that, if you're volunteering, um, the organ if you partner with an, an organization, that in, those efforts might actually go a little bit further. If you partner with a, a local organization that's doing it, there are ambassadors from the campaigns that are doing this. Also with the um, Michelle Obama's organization, when we all vote, they have voting captains. So they also would be able to help you. So we can put some stuff out. Exactly. Uh, yes. And the churches are also organizing. And I see you said you, this church here. So, yeah. So there's a lot of every, again, it's like it's going to take a collective of people to do this. But this is good. It's great to see people are doing these things. All right. Well, the last question uh, we can just do, cover it until the, the clock runs out on this mm -hmm. is how do we break up the two party system? And this is why I said we couldn't do this one first, because <laughs> this isn't a this isn't a short answer. Oh, gosh. Did you? OK, so I it, yeah, I'll let break you up say. the two party system. It, well, it, so it's not something that can happen in one election cycle, but it really has to start on the local level. People don't like hearing that. They want to break up the. Mm -hmm two-party system nationally, but we have to understand the two-party system is not, it's built into the DNA of our government. I mean, sadly, the laws are meant to protect those two parties. And we say those two, the Democratic and the Republican Party today, obviously over time it's morphed. It was once we had the Whigs and we've had the Democratic Republicans, if that makes any sense, right? We had uh, Federalists. So right. obviously the parties have changed over time, but it's really always been two parties, and that's because the laws are meant to protect them. But how you can go about kind of upending that, um, how you can go about kind of upending that tradition is locally electing folks who are not members of those parties. And if you get folks who are not members of those major two parties into local positions, once they grow in their popularity, they can also but also not just independence because that's not enough you're going to have to bring you're going to have to have people form new parties and get elected to local office they're never going to break through into like a u.s senate seat until they have like some more national recognition so it really starts as like as low as like commissioner and then from commissioner maybe a state rep then maybe a state senator and then once you have enough that's like maybe you can challenge an incumbent in a congressional seat and then once you get that notoriety you if you if you can get to that point let's say you form i don't know the light bulb party because they're free thinkers. Oh, that was good. Don't oh trade my goodness. Anyhow, yeah. uh -huh. so once they once they form thinking about this, I promise you because of the because the light bulb's right here in my face. Uh, I almost said anyhow, the light bulb party forms and now you have rep. I don't know, rep Lucy Douglas um, representing the light bulb party mm -hmm. and. If more people, if she can get a, a bigger group of volunteers, if she can help get somebody else elected in the position that she current she previously held in her state, and then that person goes on, and then she runs for, so it really starts kind of grassroots. So the short answer is it's a long process, but what's going to has to happen is individuals that are not conforming to the major two parties have to seek local office, win, and grow a coalition large enough to get mm -hmm. elected to congressional seats. Yeah. And 
Uh, yeah, I'll piggyback off of that. I think what we will see over the next 20, 20, 40 plus years, right? Like Cliff said, this is going to take time, but you've seen organizations like Emily's List that derive from seeing a need of, we need to have one, we need to have more female representation in Congress. So Emily's List, they wanted to have more women in Congress, but it wasn't just women. They wanted to have women that are going to protect women's rights. So then for Emily's List, those candidates, they seem to be more, like those are more democratic women. And then they also have another organization that does that for Republic, trying to nominate more um, like Republican led women. So because these groups have been so isolated into, we want to have democratic women or progressives or Republican, like conservatives, what will happen is you're going to see more of those grassroots organizations form that, um, that helped mem- uh, women like AOC and Cori Bush, who's now running for office. Like they are looking at actual issues and so I think that what we'll see is there's going to be a lot of candidates that begin to gain notoriety based on issues. But then it's also, it, it's, it's a little bit more than that. It's then deciding we, when we're not going to run as independents, but they're really going to have to hold firm to say that we're going to stand as our own. Because what happens is when you then get to Capitol Hill, you then caucus with you have to then choose, like, who are you going to caucus with, right? Because the way things are built up right now, it's reflective of a two-party system. So until we actually get those people, it, like, there to the U.S. Capitol, that's, that, then those systems and those structures begin to change. But like Cliff said, it has to then change on a local level and for people to begin to understand why we don't actually need a two-party system. So there's this is my, my final final that we can cut it. There's... There is another way that can happen much faster, and I can see this happening. If Biden loses this election, I can see the left wing of the party saying, I've had enough. We're going to branch off and create our own. That is focused on youth vote. That is focused on some of these, Mm -hmm. I'll say the squads, right? So like, Omar, we got 30 seconds. Ilhan Omar, um, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ayanna Presley, and AOC. I could see them being the leaders of a new branch of the party to a point where they're just like, you know what, we're done with the party. Uh, it's time for us to uh, make our own. And IG ended, and we're going to be ending here too. I see one more comment. Hey, glad glad you glad you're able to join us. Uh, yeah, so. This has been another week. We apologize for all the uh, audio and uh, visual kind of setbacks, but you know, we don't have a big budget over here. We'll, we'll, We'll take care of it going forward. This has been your political truth hour. And like I wrote on Facebook, if you can't handle the heat, get out the kitchen because we're bringing political truth every week. We'll see you next Tuesday.